Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Tuesday the 23rd of April. Coming up, parents pay tribute to baby with rare heart condition. He just had a radiance about him. He just had abundance of, he was laughing when he could and he just... He had brought so much joy to all of us, even through times when I think that he was in so much pain. Warm weather over Easter brings tourism boost. Over the past three days, we have had about 35,000 people. We had a big event here yesterday, and obviously the weather has been brilliant as well. And in football, Gillingham secure League One safety. I'm pleased for the boys. It's 52 points now. It should be... Um... We should be all right. Kent Online News. First today, we've been speaking to a Ramsgate couple who want to raise awareness of the condition their baby son died of. Wesley Gibson was born in October 2017 with a hole in his heart and the structure of it was back to front. His mum Sophie and dad Matt have been telling Joe how they found out about it. Through the pregnancy, we was, had to go up to... Um, to Margate Hospital a few times so I just weren't feeling right anyway um, but yeah the 20 week scan which was when obviously we went to find out what he was <laughs> um, we found out um, that he was a boy and then the nurse looked a bit funny and went out of the room um, came back with several other doctors um, and they found out he had a hole in his heart um, which obviously brought us to tears anyway. Um, so the next two days later, they referred us to St Thomas um, Hospital in London to get an in-depth scan just to see exactly what was wrong with his heart. They made the emotions for Margaret and find out as a boy was amazing. And the next minute, the doctors are referring us to St Thomas's Evelina Hospital. Mm-hmm. We'd never been to any hospital like that in London before, so the anxiety started to kick in for all of us, especially for Sophia. She was heavy, you know, she was pregnant. And when we went for this heart scan, we still thought, oh, okay, maybe there's a small problem, or yeah. or it wasn't we, as dramatic. We didn't dramatic. really know what to think. We knew there was problems. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, and then when they take after all the scans and stuff. They take you into a side room and tell you exactly what's wrong with him, um, which was so much to take in. Well, you know, she explained, she showed us a picture of a normal heart, then she drew a diagram of Wesley's heart, and the dramatic differences between that was quite significant. You know, there was at least five or six sort of defects at that time, um, which was devastating for obviously, you know, for a mum and dad that are expecting a new child. Um, That's when we found out he had two holes in his heart, three valves instead of four. His arteries are all the way around. And then they gave you that dreaded decision to make, didn't they? Did you do what you like to terminate? Which, you know, for any parent, so it's a no-brainer question. We're never going to do that. We're never going to do that. But they give you that option because obviously they 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 have to try and give you both. They tell you the risks and did what you know they the expect. Of, did you know the sort of life expectancy? Did they say what what would happen? They didn't think he'd go through the pregnancy at first. But I was just, I'm not one to abort. I wanted him to get through everything, so I let him fight. And they said there is a chance that he could die inside me. I mean, while I was pregnant, they told, they asked me three times if I wanted to bolt, and I, I just kept saying no because as long as he's got a heart beat going, I'm not taking that away from him. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Later, he was born on the 25th of October. Um, 
by C-section. Despite his health problems, his parents say he brought them a lot of joy. Wesley yeah. David Arthur Gibson um, was the most loving, strongest boy I'll ever meet. And from day one, so his radiant smile, when I first met him, you know, as a dad, a radiant smile, a loving, little, caring little boy. And throughout all of his troubles that he'd been through from day one, he just had a radiance about him, he just had abundance of, he was laughing when he could and he just, he had brought so much joy to all of us, even through times when I think that he was in so much pain or was suffering, he would still bring an amazing amount of love and comfort into our lives, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to look at him, he, he looks like any other baby, do you know what I mean? He'd walk, giggle, jump around, you know. Wesley died in hospital of heart failure at 16 months old. Sophie and Matt say it's had a big impact on the whole family, especially his seven-year-old sister Alicia. It's been hard for her. Um, she doesn't like expressing herself in front of people. She, if she has a cry, she'll go to a room and cry. Um, she has a, a bit of an anger issue at the moment um, where she just takes things out on everyone. I want her to talk to me, but it's trying to get her to talk to me. She's finding it hard and she's very clingy at the moment because obviously in her, her mind, if her brother, someone so little, can go like that. <laughs> Every time I go out, she thinks I'm going to go. And I don't think she knows properly have to deal with it. She was so close to her brother, they, yeah. they were like, you know, they were by each other's side. She used to, she was a devoted sister. She, uh, was, she was an amazing, <laughs> she was an amazing, they were an amazing relationship together, you know, and to see them together was just a, a lovely sight to see, kissing each other. She would like even try and dress him. She would, she enjoyed his company. And you know, it's just a sad thing that we're never gonna see them grow up together. And I'm sure that's what she's suffering inside. And as she gets older, she'll obviously learn, you know, learn more about grief and how, how it sort of, how you sort of live with it. But at the moment, she's so young, she doesn't know what she's feeling. And, and, and it's difficult as parents to try and be there for her because we're dealing with our grief, but also trying to help her with hers. As part of their awareness campaign, they've set up a shrine in their living room to remember him. Kent Online reports. An inquest heard how a migrant died while hiding underneath a coach as he tried to reach the UK through Folkestone. The 25-year-old from Chad was found by French police at the Eurotunnel terminal in Kent last November after his body and clothing got caught up in the moving parts. He died of multiple injuries and a coroner's given a verdict of misadventure. Dozens of discarded needles have been found along a footpath just yards away from a Canterbury primary school. 30 of them were discovered on Birdcage Walk, which passes by St Stephen's Junior and Infant School. The City Council cleaned the site two weeks ago and the head teacher says they'll be sending out a warning to parents. A young driver's been arrested after allegedly inhaling laughing gas behind the wheel. He was pulled over in his mum's car in the Dover area and officers found alcohol and cannabis in his system as well as more of the Class B drug in the vehicle. A man's appeared in court accused of starting a fire at a supermarket in Margate and causing danger to life. Richard Stent's been charged with arson over the blaze at Tesco Express last month. The
The 32-year-old from Granville Street in Dover has been remanded in custody and is due to go on trial in August. Kent Online News. Tourism businesses across Kent are reaping the rewards of a hot and sunny Easter weekend. Yesterday was the warmest Easter Monday on record as thousands of families headed out to beaches and attractions across the county. Dreamland in Margate had its best ever Easter, with visitor numbers up 97% on last year. Phil went along to the theme park on Easter Monday and spoke to Mark Lofthouse, who's their experience manager. Over the past three days, we've had about 35,000 people. We've had a big event here yesterday, and obviously the weather has been brilliant as well. The weather has had a big impact on drawing people in, especially people who visit Margate in general. They've come in and seen the park alive and decided to spend a lot of time here as well. So hopefully the weather stays on and we're going to have a really good season. And just tell us about the boost that you've had over this Easter weekend as well. A lot more people than you've been expecting. Yeah, so we've, we had good expectations, obviously, because we had a um, camp festival layover as well. Um, so we had a big event on site with camp festival. Um, so we knew we were going to have good visitor numbers. But like I said, we had 35,000 people roughly over three days, which is brilliant news for us. And great for Margate as well in general. It benefits all the businesses to have that many people around as well. And what do you think it is that's drawing so many people in, not only to Margate, but to Dreamland specifically? I think it's the nostalgia that's here as well. It's sort of a pride that really, it's a park, sorry, that really prides itself on the nostalgic value. And when you're looking at multi-generational families coming here, so you've got the children with their Slurpees, you've got the grandparents with the cups of teas and coffees. I think it's just a whole family environment that attracts everybody to us. And if obviously this weekend uh, had been, you know, slightly rainy, had had, you know, slightly colder temperatures as well, would you be seeing a dramatic decrease in the number of people coming through or is it, you know, just slightly varying? Uh, to me, I don't think we'd actually see a massive decrease. We've got a lot of attractions inside as well. So we've got Octopus's Garden for children. We have a big roller disco as well. Um, so we've got quite a lot happening indoors. So we're sort of here for all weather, really. So, But the sun obviously helps with the outdoor area. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham have secured their place in League One for next season following a draw with bottom of the table Bradford City. Yesterday's game finished one all after Brandon Hanlon scores an equaliser in the second half. Boss Steve Lovell says he's mostly pleased with his side's performance. I thought we played well. I thought we knocked the ball around really well. Especially first half, created two or three, maybe four. Really good opportunities where Brandon just pulled the shots and Tav pulled the shots. Uh, and second half, Regan's hit the bar and there were a couple of blocks. But no, I thought we played, played really well. It was one easy. He was sort of coming to a place where, you know, they know that they're, they're down and they've got nothing to lose. But apart from the goal, which I was disappointed with, the goal they scored. Uh, free header again in the box which uh, I didn't particularly uh, like but you know, apart from that they didn't cause us many, too many problems especially second half they just had the long ball forward and tried to get their left winger in the game scammer and, uh, but I thought we, we dealt with it very well and, and I thought we, we really played knocked the ball around really well first half like I said we were very sharp we were sharp and, and knocked the ball around well and um, the only thing I said half time the only thing was missing was a goal or two and I said, if we get the next one, I, I think we'd go on and win it. And uh, it wasn't to be, but that's the point. It caused them problems. Um, but as I said, we, we just didn't finish them off, especially first half. We had really good opportunities to, to you know, win, well, score two or three goals in the first half, definitely. But um, on another day they go in, today they didn't. So, no, I'm pleased for the boys. It's, like I said, you know, 52 points now, it should be... Um, we should be all right. I think the boys out there today, they've, they've worked hard. They deserve to um, have another go. I thought they played really well. And against the Charlton side, 
Um, I think they won today, so they're still, they want to win against us next Saturday, so it'll be a great, great occasion. And uh, obviously we want to we win, win that game. It's our last home game of the season. It, it'll be a good, good crowd down there. So we want to perform and um, give them the crowd something to cheer about. It's pride, isn't it? You know, it's like I said to the boys, there's three games left today. We might be safe before today, but I, I won't bothered. I want to get as many points as we can. And you know, and I, I said at the end, you come away from home at any team. It doesn't matter, and you get something. It's, it's worthy. So now we've got to make sure that we build on that for next Saturday, get a result against Charlton, and then we go to Blackpool after the game of the season and um, enjoy ourselves. The Jules are 13th in the League One table with just those two games left to play. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.